Hello. How are you doing? Hello. Hey, what's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, ready to get started. So, welcome back to On the Fast Break NBA Talk. I'm your host, Alex, and we're here back again with Martine. Um, and this is episode one of the off season. Um, so we're going to be starting something that I call team talk. So we go over plans for a couple teams, um, what we think they need to do um, in the future to become a contender, what they need to do um, just during the off season, really. Um, uh, so today's subjects are, um, I wanted to go over what uh, one month or two months of rest uh, in the off season compared to, I don't know, four or five is going to be like. Um, a couple more trade rumors and free agency signings. And then the teams that I was hoping to get over today are the Raptors and the Celtics, potentially the 76ers, if we have enough time for the end of this episode. Um, so to start by talking about uh, the season starting on December 22nd, the NBA t- uh, tweeted out they will be starting on the 22nd of December, um, which means that especially the bubble teams, but especially the playoff teams will have very limited off-season rest. Um, Players will be allowed to sit out for the first month of the season. Um, How do you think that's going to impact certain guys who are in the the playoffs last season in the bubble? Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it depends. I think uh, the one, because the ones who got out the first round, it probably, it's about a month or two or a month and a half of rest more than the finals uh-huh. teams. I think uh, I think Jimmy or the Heat in general aren't resting out. I think they they saw what they could do last season, so I don't think any of them want to mm-hmm. take a break. I think they want to come back to it. Um, I heard LeBron saying he's resting, and I think like well, we still haven't seen what the offseason is going to look like, but I think even with the roster they have now without LeBron, I think they'll still be able to keep a winning record that first yeah. month. For the other teams, I don't know. I think most of the teams that uh, the other two uh, conference finals teams, they're really young. I think they're they're they could potentially be teams that all of them or the really the large majority just go back to because mm-hmm. they feel like they had enough rest, right? The Celtics, very young mm-hmm. core. Same with the Nuggets. So I don't think it's not like, for example, the Lakers or even the Heat who have a lot of older veterans yeah. on their team. And then you've got these teams that didn't make it to the bubble who do you think they've been they haven't played game a game in what six months or so right around yeah. there maybe seven months i mean they they had a bubble though like it, it wasn't talked about a lot but they had a bubble here in uh, chicago right so yeah i did hear that chicago had their own bubble did they play games though or was that just practicing stuff no i'm pretty I'm pretty sure the teams played games with each other, but not televised or anything. Probably. Oh, just did they really? Games. Okay, I thought it was just a big practice facility. Um, but yeah, that that sounds interesting. So I wonder how they're gonna come back and do. Um, but it, I'm I'm kind of happy that the season's starting up again as a fan, as a player. I don't know. It yeah. really depends on on how well you're rested right. and stuff like that. Um, also, I'm sure. The NBA is happy that they're starting um, due to uh, – I saw Adam Silver tweeted out saying the NBA had lost $500 million in um, uh, during the bubble period, 
and during yeah. uh, during COVID, so I'm sure that they want to get their uh, their what's the word? Hmm. Like I'm sure they want to start playing again and and making money yeah. again and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. There was a huge revenue loss. So yeah. They want to get that yeah. back up. And then another thing is Toronto Raptors. Um, they are hoping that they'll be able to be in Toronto. Um, but with Corona, they may have to go play in, in St. Louis, I heard, um, due to leaving the country and entering the country and stuff like that. Wait, so they're not doing a bubble again? Um, I heard they're not doing a bubble for 2021-2022. Um, that might change, but as of right now, there's no bubble. Huh. All right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to know because I think, yeah. The thing about the bubble is maybe maybe uh once maybe for the playoffs mm-hmm. we'll make one, or if the situation gets worse. But I mean it's understandable because the season's what starts December, so it's seventy two games yeah. basically, right? Yeah, that's a that's a very long period for them to be absent, not have their families yeah, around. Sure. So it's understandable, and I think you know um the NFL has been handling it pretty well. They've had a few cracks in the mm-hmm. system, but. They've been able to be consistent with it, and uh, the MLB yeah. as well. They were able to finish off mm-hmm. the season. So, and I think the NBA just generally is really well run. So yeah, I I have trust in Adam Silver and the rest of the organization. I think they're yeah, doing a I'm great sure. job. Yeah, I'm sure. And the NBA players, all sports players, are a lot smarter than you think. You know, um, yeah. especially NBA NBA players. I'm sure, I'm sure they know not to leave their house more than they have to, and stuff like that especially during the season so yeah and i mean i think uh, i don't know how protocols go of course but i think they're definitely gonna gonna maybe do i don't know maybe do checks or something i think they're gonna they're probably gonna have to make sure that everyone's kind of keeping in check yeah i'm sure they're gonna do like um private airports you know smaller airports for just the players that um are able to be closed down to the public so that the players can get through you know I, i mean that might be a little overboard but um, I'm sure they're going to take huge protocols to make sure none of the players get uh, COVID. Yeah, exactly. And like like we said, right? We've seen it work in other leagues, yeah. who are who, let's be honest, aren't as well run or as well compact and organized uh-huh. as the NBA because they have way bigger yeah. rosters, especially, and they've been able to handle it pretty well. So I think I think the NBA, without a doubt, will be able to yeah, run it for sure. Perfectly. Um, so moving on to a couple of trade rumors um, in the last couple of weeks, a um, couple a couple of smaller ones, not huge ones. Um, starting off with Serge Ibaka uh, to be picked up by the Lakers in free agency, um, could be a great addition for them, putting up fifteen points per game and about seven rebounds per game um, to go. What's his contract? Yeah, his his contract is up, um, I believe, this off season. Um, and I think he's a great option for the Lakers. He's another guy, another big guy who can score. Um, not, yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, what's his? Trying to interrupt here, but what's his? Like, what's his contract? Cause oh, his his salary. I think. Yeah, because I think I don't know, but hypothetically speaking, I think if if it might be too expensive, the Lakers maybe won't be able to do it, just because they are trying to add that third yeah. star. Yeah. If you will. So, his salary as of 2017 is $12.25 million. All right. So, yeah. No, that should be. That, yeah, uh, it's not huge. Um, 
it's 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 a pretty good deal for a guy like Serge Ibaka. Um, and I think it'd be a good pickup, unless if the Lakers want to pick up a guy that's another twenty five million. I think that's a good pickup for them, uh, for sure. Another guy who can. I, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Javale McGee and Dwight Howard, um, but I feel yeah. like Serge Ibaka is definitely an upgrade from from both of those guys. Um, they're both good players, yeah. but Serge Ibaka is just that little bit better. Um, yeah, and, he, and he's younger yeah, too. Yeah, he's definitely slightly younger. I think he's at 28, 29. Yeah. So still in his prime and has a like a good four to five years left in right. it. So. Yeah. Um, of course, we've been going over all the 76ers and, and Rockets trade rumors between those two. Yeah. Um, the Rockets' new general manager has announced he's going to keep James Harden unless he's getting getting an offer that he's blown away by, um, such as, I don't know, like Steph Curry or LeBron James. No, I mean, no, I'm not sure about that, though. Oh, really? You know? I think I think if you're looking at the Sixers and you're looking at them having Maury and Daryl Maury's success as a GM came from Harden, mm-hmm. really. And, yeah, like, I, I don't think this is spoken enough about the only team consistently over the last nine years to have gone to the playoffs, to have that streak, has been the Rockets since they got Jim mm-hmm. Harden. So I think, I think he's a great – he's a great – he's a really important guy for that team. And I think – I don't know, Alex. I have a feeling – they might decide to blow it up this year just to restart a yeah. little bit. And uh, Ben Simmons and, like, three, four first-rounders should do the yeah, trick. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of Rockets, Mike D'Antoni um, has – I believe he has signed um, to the Brooklyn Nets to go be an assistant coach to Steve Nash. That is probably yeah. the best coaching, <laughs> best coaching uh, staff I've seen <laughs> – Besides maybe Greg Popovich, those two combined on one team is going to be incredible um, coaching, especially yeah. for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and especially yeah. for all those young I mean, guys on the, on Brooklyn too. Yeah, I don't know, dude. When I hear it, it kind of sounds like L.A. the Clippers last year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's going to that team, being like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna win." I I, I don't want like to call it because we haven't seen them play. But it, it really does look like the Clippers scenario. Yeah. So. Yeah, well I feel like I feel like Kevin Durant and, and, and Kyrie Irving are definitely more dedicated. Um well of course Kawhi and PG are dedicated. But I feel like yeah. I feel like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is just a better duo than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard um are. Cause really Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both small forwards. Um, so they had to yeah. kind of make it work with with Paul George occasionally at shooting guard and Kawhi Leonard occasionally at power forward. When Kyrie yeah. is a is a point guard and Kevin Durant is a small forward power forward. Exactly, and I, I think there's also kind of this 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 thing that we that we maybe forget about um, pretty much how good Kevin Durant is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, ever since he ever since he I got think, injured. Yeah, we, you know we haven't seen him in action in like a year or two, pretty mm-hmm. much. But and it's hard to forget that he really is pretty much sometimes just unstoppable. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a team yeah, to watch for sure. Speaking of um of guys who've been injured for a long time, uh, John Wall to come back this season for the Wizards. Um, oh yeah. And the general manager of the Washington Wizards has said they do want to keep Bradley Beal, um, around. 
though the Heat mm-hmm. have been in conversations with picking him up. Um, there have oh. been a lot of teams in conversations, but um, according to, I think it was ESPN, um, they were saying that the Heat was the most intriguing deal um, to get Bradley Beal, put in some put in some, some vets to go along with John Wall. Um, but the general manager of the Wizards says he does want to hang on to Bradley Beal, so that could be something to watch. Um, if Bradley Beal goes to the Heat and the Heat keep playing like they were in the playoffs, I think that's a pretty uh, pretty good team right there. I mean, I haven't seen Bradley Beal play, to be honest, but mm-hmm. is he, like, very ball-dominant, or how does it work? Um, you know, he... <laughs> this is difficult, because he was ball-dominant last season, mm-hmm. but that's because yeah. he really had no great teammates alongside him. It, yeah. It, so yes, he was ball dominant last season, but it's int- it's gonna be interesting to see how he plays with John Wall, who's also a ball dominant guard. Um, sure. But John Wall did tweet out a couple months ago when he was cleared to play the season, and said, "I'm gonna let Bradley Beal do his thing. I, I've seen how he's been playing, and I'm gonna try and get him the ball as much as possible when I come back." Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing his numbers now, his stats, mm-hmm. and he was he's been getting better pretty much every single yeah. year. Especially since from uh, since twenty thirteen has been averaging uh, twenty plus, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean he averaged he averaged yeah he he averaged more in um in points and point five in assists. But I agree with you that they're gonna be a great duo to watch for yeah. sure. Um. So next was Drew Holiday. Um. I've been seeing rumors of him being like the key to winning a championship, which I totally agree with. He's a great point guard who can pass the ball, who can score when he needs to, and he can even get rebounds as a point guard. Um, I think Drew Holiday is the key to a winning to a winning roster, and the rumor was for him to be picked up by the Nets um, <laughs> to go alongside Kyrie. I'm not too sure how that would work. He might go to shooting guard. Yeah. He might go to shooting guard, but um, I definitely think he'd be a good addition for the Nets. What do you think? I think that too, um, but like you said, we don't really know how that would work because mm-hmm. Kyrie is pretty ball dominant himself, yeah. and he is a guard. He scores, but he can also pass. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I would like to see him. I think you know where I think he would fit in really well. Where is it? I think the Clippers. He would fit in very well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He he could definitely go there. He. There are a lot of teams where I feel like Drew Holiday could fit in well. Um, yeah. Even Philly, potentially. Yeah, the first teams that come up to mind are Clippers, um, Chicago even. Um, just places that need better passers, really. People, places that need um, more assists. Uh, yeah. People that will not be dominant point guards like ball dominant point guards you know because they have they yeah. have the, the a star you know Kawhi Leonard Paul George for Chicago be Zach Levine that can score um they just need someone who can get them the ball yeah and I, I think I agree with you there but I also agree with you on the fact that um I don't know for me LA seems like the place just because it, it already is a championship caliber team mm-hmm. and you're adding someone who can pass and who can Pretty much, he, like you said, he can rebound well, he can defend well, and he can he can score well. And I think 
Pat Bev, he really does give his all, but I think sometimes sometimes he's negative for the team because mm-hmm. he can get ejected, he can get in foul trouble easily. He can he can motivate other players. Same thing that, you know what I mean? Marcus Morris did the same thing. Yeah. So I think maybe bringing in Drew Holiday who can who let's be honest is better than Pat Bev at pretty much everything yeah. except like defense and passion. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And it would be nice to see the Clippers maybe be a little less confrontational because it hasn't helped them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And they need they need that other uh, another vet like in Drew Holiday. Um, yeah. Though the Clippers isn't a super young team, they could still definitely use one um, to kind of navigate the way. He's yeah. also got a high I mean, IQ too. Uh, Drew Holiday does, yeah. and that would definitely help out the Clippers as well. No, exactly. I think I think the thing with the Clippers is. Maybe, and I think maybe it's not spoken a lot about, but Paul George was great in those two years with um, with Oklahoma. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes kind of the, <clears throat> the the misconception about Russ is that he's kind of dumb when he plays, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to look that the guy was averaging a triple-double, that, that, and it was he was assisting very well. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's why Paul George wasn't, wasn't able to be that efficient with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're lacking a Rondo, a Drew Holiday, uh, a guy that can really move the ball around yeah. and man the offense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and then finally, there's Tyrone, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Tyrone or Ty, 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 Tyron? I don't know. <laughs> Tyrone, we were just going to call him, um, to coach the Clippers. Is he an upgrade from Doc Rivers or... Do we just see him as a great coach because he won a championship with LeBron James? Yeah, I think I think that's the thing, though, right? Pretty much every coach that wins with LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, oh, okay, you had LeBron, right? Like Eric Spolstra, he's a great coach, and he showed it this year for sure. But the whole, the whole thing about him was like, oh, you know, you you only won with LeBron, mm-hmm. so, and it's hard to see, it's hard to know how much he actually did for the team. Yeah. But I think I think he was able to put them in a position to um, to win, and and I think he he got a really good rotation going in the finals against against the Warriors mm-hmm. when they won. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I don't know if he's an upgrade, but I think it's the same with D'Antoni. D'Antoni is a great coach. Doc is a great coach, but sometimes teams need change. Yeah, that's the most important thing. So maybe he can bring that, and maybe he can he can maybe sketch out a good plan. So he can really make Kawhi and PG work together. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so that's it on, on trade rumors. Moving on to the offseason team talk. Um, I'm going to start with the Raptors. Um, first bullet point I have here is rebuild. I honestly, after they've won the championship, I don't see them improving. They've got guys like Pascal Siakam, um, who they need to keep through the rebuilds for sure if they do go into rebuild. But then you've got Lowry, Gasol, um, guys who are getting old on pretty big contracts that you need to try and discard of during the rebuild. Um, as well as friend, Fred, uh, Fred Van Vliet, who could potentially be a, a future, maybe not all-star, but a top player um, who brings in a lot of trade value for you. So I don't really see... Maybe this came. Maybe this comes next season, not this coming season, but the season that, uh, after. But 
they need to they need to kind of test the waters and see if they need to go in rebuild mode here because I I don't see them improving from where they won the championship. I mean that's hard though, right? That's hard because when you look at the roster, they they took out Kawhi, mm-hmm. and they were still playing great. And I think um, in the bubble they were playing really well, and in the first round of the playoffs they played well. Yeah, and they went they went to seven games with Boston, right? Yeah, I do. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, Boston's a great team, and I remember I'm pretty sure watching that game that at the end I think it was Van Fleet or someone missed the missed the late shot. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't say they need to go into rebuild, you know. I think I think maybe they just maybe they might need to bring in another scorer, even potentially. Yeah. No, I I would say I don't know if Drew Holiday because there's Lowry, but you know, so maybe maybe they could trade for Levert, Karis Levert. I think that would be a good trade. Mm-hmm. They would need some value, but that would be a great trade for them. They just need a guy who can score the ball. Even Jalen Brown could work. Exactly. Yeah, a guy like that who can who gets a lot of attention mm-hmm. on defense because that's what's good about Pascal Siakam. He can be a really great scorer on himself, but if he but if he's the second man, he can even be better because he's not guarded by the top defender. Yeah. When you think of the Raptors, you think you think underdog really, and yeah. what they've pulled off without Kawhi is incredible. You know. They mm-hmm. were they were predicted to make it to the playoffs, but not quite make it very deep as maybe not even past the first round. Um, yeah. So definitely, if they brought in that third scorer, then yeah, they 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 should be set. But if they can't if they can't bring in that third scorer, then I think you're kind of frozen in a spot where you're good, you're just not championship good. Uh, I mean. It's it's hard to tell because if you see Pascal Siakam's numbers, like he was the most improved player two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So he went from averaging three to sixteen, and this season he averaged twenty two point nine, seven point three, and three point five assists. Mm-hmm. He was the sixteenth top scorer, right? He's still very young, like mm-hmm. you said. Van Fleet's really good, and he can be even better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yet. I think maybe give them, like you said, another year to see how they can really show out. Yeah, I have hope for the team. Yeah. Um, and even a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, um, who I doubt the Mavericks would let go of. Um, but that would be a a great guy to have down low, especially with again with Mark Saul getting old. Um, yeah, definitely a good pickup for them. Just a big guy and and a shooting guard. Um. Big guy isn't even even necess- uh, isn't even a necessity, really. Just get someone who can score the ball, like we had said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, second team, the Boston Celtics. By the way, we're going in order of division, um, of divisions. We're starting yeah. with, I believe, the Atlantic division. Um, and then next episode, we're going to go over the two bottom teams um, of the division, which I believe are the Nets, even though they're not really a bottom team, and the Knicks. I'm leaving more time for those two because I feel like there's more to talk about with a team that's not as good, um, especially the Knicks. But anyway, next up, uh, Celtics. What I have here is trade Gordon Hayward, um, who's on a huge contract for young guys at the small forward, power forward position like DeMontis Sabonis, or put together a package of Gordon Hayward Carson Edwards and Brad Wanamaker for a guy like Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could, work. That, that could definitely work. 
Yeah, you know, I feel like the Celtics are another team who are just so young. And I don't think they even need that additional star. I think they just need – I don't think they need anything. I think they just need to just evolve. <laughs> like, they need Jason Tatum to get even better. They, they don't yeah. need him. But he will get even better, which is why I don't think they need much except for maybe getting rid of the big contract of Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I think I think people sometimes lose sight of that. Like so the Raptors and the Celtics and their core, they're a, they're a pretty young team. Yeah, they're they're. It's not like, for example, the Rockets where their two stars are aging, mm-hmm. and they they need to rebuild or they they need a they need a, a large change. Yeah, I think bringing in a good player to a good veteran is is pretty much enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you might want someone again, like the Mount of Sabonis who can do big things on offense, um, for the Raptors. They're already a very offense oriented team. And then you put Marcus Smart in the picture and you get defense right away. Um, yeah. So definitely if they wanted to go over the top, you bring in DeMontis Sabonis, um, Pelicans are not giving up Brennan Ingram, <laughs> Um, especially with how they're looking with Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, um, and Zion, and Jackson Hayes even. Um, wait, wait uh, is Drew Holiday a free agent? Or... You know, I think he is, but let me let me scroll up to last week's notes. <laughs> right, but um, I, th- I think they, if they got a good enough offer, they would definitely consider taking him out. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, so the Celtics are really set. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not much else to say really. They're they're a great team. Just need one more good player. Yeah. Um. Or who knows? Dude, Tatum could put up thirty points this year. It would not surprise me. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. He's a great player who can who can do everything on uh do everything. Um. You know, I bet if they, I bet it's a long shot, but I bet if they put him into a situation. Like Ben Simmons, where he's a tall, tall point guard. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's it's a bit of a long shot, but right. I bet that could work if he improves his 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 vision. Pat, yeah, and passing. passing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think I think that right. But the question is, what do you do with Kemba? That that's where that's where that idea yeah. kind of goes wrong. Um, but but I mean, you could put him at because he's playing small forward right now. You can put him at. Um, you can put him at uh, what's it called? Sorry, I'm forgetting. You can put him at shooting guard, and without without a doubt, he'll be good. Yeah, for sure. He might be a little undersized, but that's really Kemba can Kemba can work with that. You know, he's yeah. he's not typically been known for for putting up huge amounts of points. It's it's been it's been passing the ball for him, and he can be like a, a shooting guard, like like Dwayne Wade was, um, driving to the basket and passing. Yeah. Um, finally, for today, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm excited for this one because I have made a statement <laughs> where I said the 76ers are winning a championship within the next three years. And I believe that they're winning a championship within the next three years. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, <laughs> they, they are going to be incredible an incredible team um i said 
again, if you bring in a, a, a star power forward, again, like DeMontis Sabonis or Draymond Green, Montrez Harrell, um, and then you traded Tobias Harris or Al Horford for yeah. for another another guy who can who can shoot the ball like Tobias Harris, maybe on a smaller contract like Karis uh, Levert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think, well, you know, I think we could maybe talk about James Harden for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I think if they were if they're able to pull off a trade, they can bring in a lot of value. They can be like, we'll give you two first round picks. Al Horford, Ben Simmons, and even Tobias Harris. Like, I don't think yeah. that's a bad trade because you're really getting a lot of cap space off enough to get a third star with Embiid and Harden. Yeah. The one problem is that you would probably have to trade away Ben Simmons, like you said. Um, yeah, but I don't think that's bad, you know? Like, yeah. Ben Simmons is a great player, but I don't think – I think Embiid's, Embiid's a better player on his day. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he's put in a if if he's put in a in a position where he's getting fed the ball a lot down low, that could work very well. Yeah, for sure. And James Harden likes to run the isolation, um, and Joel Embiid can be the guy that if James Harden happens to miss the shot, he can run in, grab the rebound, and and reset. Yeah, um, is definitely something he could be good with with James Harden, and even run the pick and roll if James Harden decides to do that. Yeah, that um, that would work because James is left-handed, so he uses the left-hand side. And mm-hmm. B could definitely run. They could do pick and roll. And if not, James could get the attention of the two um, defenders and then pass it down low, or he can just drive it. Like it, that's a great option. That's a that's at least twenty points a night. An option, right? Just yeah. that play. Yeah, for sure. And then the final thing I had for the Twenty Sixers was bring in a better team trainer <laughs> the last pretty much every episode we talk about how Joel Embiid we bring up the same clip of him eating a cheeseburger half an hour before a game yeah and <laughs> and I think if the team had better trainers these players could be way more fit than they are more stamina you know more more strength on that and that team and this is especially for Joel Embiid but um, for the strength and endurance, that could definitely, um, definitely, definitely be really good option for the 76ers if they had a better, if they had a better trainer. Yeah, but I mean, at least I don't, I don't think we should blame the trainer on that one. Yeah. I think if Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid needs to maybe mature a little, cause yeah, that that was just an example, but yeah, you know, if if they run another another trainer, then yeah. Yeah, you know, they. I think they'd be better off. Right. Um, I mean, I think the main problem that they have is that Joel Embiid isn't just—he's not taking it seriously. Right. Like sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But if he, you, if he, if he's going a hundred percent every night, he's a top five player in the league easily. Maybe even mm-hmm. top three. He'd be putting up probably thirty points a game, thirteen rebounds a game, even three assists. Like he, he can be great. He just needs to understand that. He just needs to want it. That's literally it. He needs to want it. Yeah. So, if you, so hypothetically, if the 76ers had brought in Mike D'Antoni, which I think honestly was a mistake to not have done so, uh-huh. I think if you are able to pull off that trade with James Harden, yeah, you've got Daryl Morey, Mike D'Antoni, James Harden, Joel Embiid. 
right? Yeah. That sounds like a stacked staff and team already. Yeah. And you you think about how Joel Embiid can shoot the three ball um, as a center. I think that that would have been a championship team right there. Um, yeah. Even if they do keep, uh, even if they do get rid of Tobias Harris and Al Horford, I still think the championship team. Um, because who's who's on that seventy six of this? Who's on that seventy six bench? Yeah, Matisse Thybul, who's a great who's defender. In, yeah, impeccable defender. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if the Sixers get Harden, I'm I'm a Harden fan for first and foremost. So I'd be switching yeah. over to the seventy sixers. But yeah, no. Yeah, me too. For for sure, for sure, it would work out. I think, I think, but I don't know. We don't. The thing is, we don't. We're not in the locker room. We don't know what, what's going on. I think there might be a part where D'Antoni maybe started to not get as good along with Harden. Maybe they yeah. started to have some differences. And that, that's mm-hmm. likely because they've worked together for a long time. So it's, it wouldn't be surprising that that happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But picture this. Yeah. <laughs> Shake, Shake Milton, James Harden, and then Matisse Thibel, Kyle O'Quinn, Joel Embiid. And then you have even Josh Richardson and then Matisse Slybel as your sixth man. Yeah. That sounds like a stacked team to me, and I think the 76ers have made a mistake in not hiring Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> yeah, I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, we need to see, and I think I'm, I'm excited that the NBA is pretty much coming back in a month and a half. Yeah. It, it, looks, it looks to be a really promising season, a really exciting one, and, you know, the, the trade deadline hasn't even opened up, right? Yeah. Off, yeah. The off-season moves haven't started because they're not allowed to start. Right. We're definitely going to see some moves and yeah, I just I hope James Harden leaves Houston. I think that would be I think he needs a change. Yeah, he needs a change. Maybe maybe small ball it was the best for him and Russ together, but I don't think it was the best for him alone. Yeah, for sure. They had a better record yeah. the previous season with Chris Paul and Clint Capella. Yeah, I mean, no, the thing is I don't remember really how the system worked with Chris Paul, but it worked really well. Yeah, like he he didn't need to put he didn't need to start scoring thirty five points a game. They were they were first in the league pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they won. Yeah, they were first. They they had game seven against Golden State, and Chris Paul was injured for six and seven. Like they were so they were nine points. If they had scored nine points more. They yeah. would have been in the finals. They would have probably won, right? Right. So because of that, yeah. I just I, I don't know. I don't think. I think maybe James Harden just needs a move to to a team without Russ. I think I don't know. It, it seems to me like it was an impulse decision by them to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, for, by Harden and um, and Russ to be like, yeah, let's play together. When maybe you know, maybe 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 it wasn't as thought out as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And um, just to finish off this episode, oh, I feel a sneeze. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, it's okay. Um, uh, uh, Woj just tweeted out Chauncey Billups and Larry Drew are finalizing assistant coach deals to join Ty Lue with the Clippers. Oh, um, that might be very interesting to see another another stacked. Uh, I don't I don't know too much about Larry Drew, but I know Chauncey Billups. Um, and I'm, I've got a good feeling he can coach pretty well, especially as assistant coach. So um, I'm thinking that's gonna be another stacked coaching staff over in over in the Clippers, uh, over in LA. Yeah, 
for sure. So a lot of good teams to look out for next season. I I want I see um oh, I can't talk. I saw a video with all the duos that they're gonna be in the league. You know, you're, you're still gonna have LeBron James and 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 Anthony Davis. Then you're gonna have Paul George and Kawhi. You're gonna have Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Giannis is Giannis is still on his own. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, he'll leave, um, that's that's a possibility too. <laughs> Yeah, he can definitely still leave. Um, and I, I honestly hope he does. I think he needs out of Milwaukee. They're not willing to bring in a, another another star. Yeah. He needs he needs to get out of there. But while he's in his prime, especially. Yeah. I, um, we'll, we have to see, right? We can't know for sure what's going to happen, but I think hopefully, likely, Giannis leaves and maybe goes to a team making making the league more interesting. Yeah, but sure. wouldn't he go? I don't know. Where do you think he would go? Hypothetically, to end off the episode, maybe we could do that for a few minutes. Okay, if I were to say a team right now, I'd say Miami. Um, he saw what they could do during the playoffs. Of course, knocking him out of the playoffs last yeah. season. Um, he knows they need a power forward. They've been in discussions before about him coming to Miami. And now that he's seen what Miami can do, um, I'm sure he's intrigued with with, with how they're doing. Yeah. Where, where do you think he would go? I don't know. I think I agree with you that Miami seems pretty obvious, but it, you never know, I think. I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't because I, I like Miami the way it is, and I think – that would kind of make the, I don't know, would make the league a little less, a little less interesting. Yeah, for sure. What if, what if you went to a team like New York yeah. or a team like Chicago or a team exactly. like I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I understand what you mean. I think that's the problem. The problem is, if he does, does he want to win a championship by himself? Because let's be honest, if he goes mm-hmm. to Miami. He's taking the easy way out. So, yeah. Here, here's the thing. You saw, we saw what Kevin Durant did in 2016, yeah. where he just couldn't win a championship in OKC. So he said, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the Warriors." Yeah. So, and that was that was a little bit annoying. If I'm honest, he he just kind of gave up on Russell Westbrook and decided, "Okay, I'm gonna go get an easy championship." When that's really not the mindset you should have in the NBA. It it should be you no. Know, I'm gonna be loyal. I'm gonna stick with my team. I'm gonna bring them to a championship. No, I mean he messed up the league. Like he he really did. Yeah, he so he really stacked the Warriors. But anyway, this has been a great conversation. Um, uh, should we sign off here? Yeah, I think so. All right. So this has been on the fast break NBA talk. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully next week, next weekend, we can have another episode out um, on yeah. the Knicks and the Nets and potentially some more trade rumors, of course. Yep. And probably a couple more questions. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Uh, right. Thanks, Martin. Yeah, no problem. Good night. All right. Bye.